wonderful, just wonderful. God has just showed up in everyone's life, and he is doing life-changing encounters with us all. We are forever changed by this weekend. Um, I want to thank um, um, Beth Henderson and um, of Naomi's House of Ministries for the gifts, um, the door prizes. I want to give a big thank you. Doing it for the last few years, and we so appreciate it. Um, okay, we're going to start doing. Uh, we're going to do the gifts now. Did everyone get a ticket? There's a few. Your hubby, he must be in a hot pursuit. Oh. He ain't protecting him. He hasn't texted me back. He hasn't. No. He was here a minute ago. Oh, I thought he went fishing this morning. No, he was supposed to. He and Andrew were going to go, but Andrew was sick. Oh, man. And so, plus, it's too cold for you to go fishing. Oh, man. So, um, he was out here because he turned the heat on because nobody else could figure it out. Then he uh, left. I was excited for him. <laughs> he's already picked, he said he's going next Friday because it's going to be like 79. First one, Felisa, go ahead and grab that prize. Let's pick one up. The first prize goes to 2191. The last four. Woo, come on down. The next one is 2209. 2-2. Woo! We got another winner. Since we know it's not bingo. Okay. 
2155. And that two comes right after one. <laughs> that five, five kind of looks like a six. So I guess they are not here. Next number is 2156. Woo! Go, Susan. Do the ones in the nursery get one? Yeah. So is one there? Is there? Two one five. Woo! Sister Linda, quick. How awesome is that? She's just a blessing to the world and to this ministry. Okay, 2230. 2230. 22, oh, Anaya. Woo! We thank the Lord that she's in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. Saturday morning for a teenager. Look at God. 2183. Melanie. Two one three six. Two one three six. What? Get her, get her. She can choose anything she wants. She she has never in all the years, won a prize. Look at God. God is working miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles already happening right here. Mm, talk about it. Two, one, three, four. Woo! Pregnant mama. Oh, congratulations. Two one four nine. Two one four nine. Woo! Two one five zero. Are you serious? Look at God. Maybe I should have Renee to invite me so I could win too. Anybody else want to sit on that row? <laughs> Two one nine six. Woo! Menard's friend. It seems like, like bring a friend day is working. Two one three eight. Pick it, I'll pick it for you. Last year she gave hers away, so let me see what I want. Thank you. You're welcome. 2169. Woo! Praise the Lord. We're so glad you're here. 2172. Oh my goodness, Wanda's daughter won as well. It's generational. Generational. Mama had to lead the way. 
I'm next. I gotta be next. Wait, I'm on the council too. <laughs> Two, one, five, seven. It better not be yours. Oh, praise the Lord. It's not rig, y'all, I promise. That was just the other one, the second half of the first one. So it wasn't itself. 2184. <gasps> Becky won. I'm sitting on the back row, too. Maybe I'm next. Okay, I need some front row, some middle of the section. 2174. Praise God. Where's Krista at? And are you happy, Krista? You want to help Krista? I feel like you want to come up here and help me. 2190. 2190. Nine's kind of confusion. Looks like upside down six. Woo! Praise the Lord. Two one five two. Oh, Marianne, praise the Lord. I'm just making sure we won't mind. Two one five one. Nikki Page. Two one nine three. Two one nine three. Woo! Not Nikki Page. Four more. Come on, Jesus. Two one three nine. Miss Vicky, praise the Lord. See what happens when you serve, you win. We got two more. Oh, okay. Three more? Two, one, six, eight. Two, one, six, eight. So we're down to two. Down to two. Two more. 
has to come up and do a victory dance. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> okay, that was really fun. For the winners, I guess. <laughs> and the losers. I mean, we're not a loser, but... <laughs> okay, it's time to give now since we received, <laughs> we'll give. And if you, um, if y'all didn't get any, if anyone didn't get a gift bag up front, um, we still have some. You can get it on your way out or. Did anyone not get any uh, gift bag when they came in? Did everybody get one? You didn't get one? Yeah, there's a, there's a few if you want to um, give them out. That'll be good. Where's Renee? Oh. I saw him. We're going to bless the offering. And just to prove, I don't hold grudges. I'm going to pray anyway. You know, <laughs> I don't believe that everybody's a winner because I don't have a bag. But we're going to pray anyway. <laughs> God is good. things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 
comes to us from the Father of lies and whom there is no shadow of turning. You're not playing games with us this morning, Lord. You're not holding out your hand or your gift only to snatch it back at the last minute. You don't give us little pieces of who you are. You give all of yourself to us, Lord. You have poured out all of your blood for us. You poured out all of your love for us. And we are so blessed by that Father. And we will not offer you pieces of ourselves. We give you all of us. We will not offer you just a little bit of our worship. We're going to give you all our worship. All our worship. Thank you, Jesus. And I will 
worship around this altar. You can worship at your seat. Just make him your focus right now.
is all for him but isn't it just like him that we're transformed when we worship him because that's the kind of love he has he receives our love and our adoration and our worship and he can't help himself but to pour back on us and transform us from level to level and glory to glory thank you father thank you father As I draw near to you, you draw near to me. As I pursue your heart, I find that you're pursuing me. I long to know you more. Every mystery, transform me.
those walls down, ladies. Oh, hallelujah. In this place. some of you maybe today who are standing in the outer courts because you don't feel worthy to approach him you're standing on the fringes on the edges and you you love him and you love his worship but you don't feel worthy of approaching him it's like pastor uh, reverend beth said last night none of us are worthy apart from the blood of jesus but the blood of jesus makes us worthy the blood of jesus makes us holy and the blood of jesus has been shed for every single person in this room tonight so if the blood of jesus has been applied to your life you are holy enough to enter his presence you don't have to stand in the outer court you don't have to look at somebody else and wish that you could worship like that you can come boldly before the throne of grace boldly you can run into Abba's chambers you can run in confident that he loves you oh how he loves you oh how he loves you oh he's at the center ladies he's at the center of it all the center of it all 
center of your church. Hallelujah. Jesus be the center of your church. Yes. Hallelujah. And every knee will bow. And every tongue shall confess you.
give it all. Are we thankful today? Why don't you just lift your hands up? Thank you, Lord, for just a moment. I want us just to worship Him for just a moment. I know you have been. But I just want us to really just focus on who He is, Jesus. Is He at the center of your life? Is He at the center of your family? So beautiful your name is, Lord. Come on, just lift your voices to Him. Jesus, just that name, just that name, it's enough. Jesus. Jesus, just that name. Just begin to speak that name over your life, over your, over your home, over your children. Jesus, Jesus. Over those lost family members, just say Jesus, Jesus. Over those situations in your health, just call his name Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You can call out that person's name that you've been believing God for, for salvation. Call that name out, but then you have to say, but Jesus, Jesus, above that name, above that name of cancer, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What's the one about beautiful, beautiful name it is? What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Christ, my Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Let's sing that again, would you? Lord, would you give him a praise in this place today? Amen. Would you just praise him? Would you just call his name out, Jesus? Come on, would you just shout his name out today, Jesus? Jesus, hallelujah. Just the mention of his name, Jesus, Jesus. Demons tremble, amen. Demons tremble, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank y'all. You can be seated if you can for just a moment today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give the Lord a praise for this worship team. Would you do it? Just this band leading us into the presence of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. No name like his name. No name beside his name. No name close to his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. I was at a, at a college at 
Holmes Bible College. Some of you familiar with it, one of your colleges, one of your ministry schools. And I was there, and um, President Thompson, we'd been singing the song there. Um, oh, what's the song that says, Shout Jesus in the mountains, Jesus in the street. And um, he stopped us there for a moment, and I'll just, I'll never forget it. It, it, it was very, um, very much an impact in my life that day. And he said, everybody was standing, and he said, I want everybody in here to call out a name. He said, I'm going to give you a, put the microphone in front of you, and he said, I want you to call out a name that you desperately want to see the Lord move in their life. And so he went around to 10 or 20 people, and he'd put the microphone in front of them, and they'd shout it out, Wesley, or they'd shout out, Deanne. And, uh, and every time they would say it, he'd say, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my goodness, it got so powerful in that place. Somebody else would shout out another name, and he'd say, and the whole congregation would say, Jesus, Jesus. It got so powerful, amen, and I just want to encourage you right here today, every name you can think of to shout it out. I'm telling you, you can, you can conclude that by saying, Jesus, Jesus, amen, and he's able to do exceeding abundantly. We talked about it last night above all that you can ask or think or even imagine. Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah. So wonderful. He's at the center of it all. And if he's not, he needs to be. Amen. If he's not the center, if he's not the hub of it, he needs to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. I remember there was a time, and I don't know, exactly why it happened, but there was a time that um, there were so many new songs that was being written and hardly any of them talked about Jesus. I don't know if you remember that era that we went through probably in the early 2000s. It was the oddest thing. I remember we'd sing all these new songs, these brand new songs, and one day it dawned on me. I thought, where's the name of Jesus? Where's the name of Jesus? Because what can we do without Jesus? We can't even get to the Father without Jesus. I was so thankful when that started changing and people started bringing Jesus back in because he's everything, amen. He's everything to us today. I encourage you over your homes. When you walk through your homes, I just encourage you to walk through and just call his name out, Jesus, Jesus, over your homes. Don't be afraid when you're washing dishes, just shout it out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love to cut the grass or mow the lawn, however you want to say it. I'm on that lawnmower, and I just love it. I just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus over this property, amen. Jesus over my neighborhood. Jesus over my church, amen. Jesus, Jesus over my health. Jesus over my mind, amen. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just the mention of his name, amen. That old song, we sang it so many, many, many years ago. It was really before my time, amen. But the not really, but the title of it says Jesus, just the mention of your name. Amen. I can't remember it all, but it says uh, flowers go, the flowers grow, the desert blooms again. That's Jesus. That's the name of Jesus. Anything can happen. What a joy to be back this morning. What a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank y'all again for letting me come. Thank y'all for letting me be a part of this morning session and, and service. And it's exciting already to be in his presence and experience what he's doing. I didn't know what was going to happen last night, did you? 
I really had no idea. I thought, I don't know if I'm going to preach. I don't know what's going to happen in this place. And it's so exciting when it gets like that. And if I understand correctly, I understand that it's been like this for weeks and weeks and weeks here at Northview Harvest. Amen. I'm telling you something about, praise the Lord, to God be the glory, right? To God be the glory. It's something about it when people walk in with such an expectation such an expectation. And you go back to the book of Chronicles. I can't remember. I think it's in second, but I can't remember for sure right now where um, the Bible says the priests were not even able to minister for reason of the cloud. Talking about the cloud of glory. Amen. I believe in the word and I know that we will preach the word, teach the word. It's vital. It's our foundation. It's everything the word of God is. Amen. Uh, but I, I've just seen God move in such a way that um, just we're able to give a, a little bit of the word here and a little bit there, but God just moves. Oh, my goodness. It's just been wonderful. Amen. And I can tell you what God is doing here at Northview. I want you to be encouraged. It's happening all around. I'm amazed at what God is doing. At corporately, we're just seeing it. And we, we mentioned it a little bit last night in private. But what God is doing in these colleges and what he's doing among young adults, it's, it's to me, it is just the most thrilling thing in this world. It's so thrilling because they're so hungry. And I believe as we're seeing that age group, that, that generation get so hungry for the Lord, I, I really believe it's spurring the rest of us on. Amen. It is. It's just encouraging. It's so wonderful. And you know, I, I, y'all probably, most of you know how I feel. I'm not a huge social media fan. Uh, I'm really not. I, I just different reasons, but it's just a personal thing. It's just my personal thing. So, uh, but I talk about it a good bit. But I want you to know, I believe that social media is one of the reasons that we are able to. Uh, well, it is. I don't even just believe it is. It's one of the reasons that we've been able to experience and embrace what happened there at Asbury, uh, what's happening at Lee University, what's happening at all of these places around here with these young adults. And for one time, I've been thankful for social media. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Usually, we have to wait on a magazine to post something about it that's happening across the country. But I was just amazed in such a short period of time, people from all over the country and all over the world even was flying into Asbury, uh, there at Asbury uh, College there in Kentucky. And I thought, Lord, thank you. So many people so hungry for God. I'll tell you what it did for me oh my goodness what it did for me and I'm sure it probably did for many of you is to look around it was so encouraging to know that people are hungry People are truly hungry and desperately hungry for God to move. They want him. It's as bad as it seems like the world has gotten around us and as bad as it seems like some of our cities have gotten in it and it's just scary even to go shopping anymore. You think, what's going to happen? I'll tell you, it just was so encouraging to me to see such a huge number of people that was just saying, I'm hungry for God. Amen. I'm hungry for a move of God. I'm hungry for God to speak to us again. Amen. It was so, uh, so encouraging and it still is. And I just encourage you if you, maybe you're here a guest at another, from another church and you may say, Beth, it's not happening like that in our church. Well, I'm telling you, 
You get hungry for God. You get hungry for God. Let it start with you. Amen. Let the fire, just take the fire back to your church. Take the fire back to your women's ministries group. Take the fire back to your young adult ministry. I encourage you to do that. When I was, uh, when I was, we were in revival, I'll get to the word, just give me one minute. When we were in revival in um, Athens, Georgia, I've told you all about that many times, I won't repeat it, but it started back in 1999, it's hard to believe, and I don't know how I got to be the evangelist in it, but I'm so thankful for that, and um, it was so it was so amazing because, you know, we, that was at a time that it took forever to get the word out. But, man, I'll tell you, the word was getting out and people were coming all from all around. I mean, all around, all these different states, they were coming in and and um, and we would get messages from them and they would tell us, they would uh, send us messages and they'd say, revival, we, we've taken the fire back to our church and revival has started. And they would go into extended revivals, just extended revivals, not even with an evangelist. They would just go back and the fire of God would burn so brightly. I said, thank you, Lord. Amen. And may it be like that from this weekend. Amen. May it be like that from this weekend. I want you to open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Kings 17. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 1 Kings 17, and I want us to begin there. I'm just going to begin in verse 1. This is one of my favorites and I uh, just asking the Lord what to preach this morning. And I, um, the Lord just put this on my heart. I want to, I want to minister from First Kings, seventeen. Amen. I'm excited about being back in the morning. I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you can come and listen. We don't want to pull anybody away from their churches, but we're all about rescuing the perishing. I'm just teasing. I just kind of thought I'd throw that in there. That's what my pastor used to say. He said, we're not trying to pull anybody from their church, but we will rescue the perishing. Amen. We really be faithful to your church sincerely, but if you don't have a home church, you know this is a wonderful place. Amen. Wonderful leadership. And so um, we'd love to have you in the morning. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. uh, First Kings. 1 Kings 17, it says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord 
Thy God liveth. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and for my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Amen. I know that was a good bit of reading, but let's stop right there if you would. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray out loud with me if you don't mind. And I'd like to ask you to pray for me. And I want us to pray for one another in this place. Would you take a moment to do that with me? Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for your mighty anointing. I thank you for your presence here today. I ask you just to have your way in this place. I ask you, Lord, to move and to do things that there, no human being could ever do. Lord, we are believing you right now for miracles and signs and wonders. So, Lord, I do, I ask you for myself, Lord, that you would just speak through me today. Lord, give me every word you'd have me say. Let me declare the word that you would want me to say, Lord, every, every word, every little, every breath, Lord, everything I do, let it be of you. Nothing more and nothing less. Lord, I pray over every woman, every man that has walked in these doors. They're hungry. Some have come to do a job. Some have come, Lord, because they feel like they should. But, Lord, there's some that are so hungry. And, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you will feel. You will feel. You will supply. You will meet every need. And, Lord, for those that have just walked in and thought, I better be faithful, Lord, I thank you for their faithfulness. And I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to minister to them as well, every one of us, that not one would leave the same as we've walked in, but changed in the name of Jesus. Touch our minds, Lord. I pray over our minds right now that they would be focused on you, focused on what you want to say. Lord, I pray that you would help our bodies, Lord, that our bodies, Lord, I speak to our bodies right now and I call them to come, come in alignment with the word of the Lord. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you for what you're doing. We lean on your everlasting arms today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody shouted out, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at this for just a few minutes today. There's a good bit that, that a lot of sermon material here. So thank the Lord for that nice clock up there on the wall. Amen. Digital. Uh, Y'all just, everybody in here ought to say glory to God. Uh, because sometimes I get in the middle of it and forget. So thank y'all for that. But let's uh, dig in and I'll try to stay focused as the Lord helps me today. I know he will. I want us to look at something today that I think is so very important for the time that we're living in. It's important for everyone, but I want to speak to us ladies today. And I know there's some men here, but it's very applicable, very applicable for everyone. But ladies, I want to speak to you a few moments about this. Because I believe in the time that we're living in, this is very crucial. It's going to be crucial for your families. It's going to be crucial for you. But it's going to be crucial for your children. It's going to be crucial really for the call of God on your life. And so I want us to look at verse uh, 1. And let me just show you a couple of different things that you can see as well. But I believe the Lord just kind of brought it out to me. In verse 1, 
uh, it is Elijah and he is speaking to Ahab and he says to Ahab a word from the Lord. He gives him a word that God has spoken to him. So I want you to count that. That's one. So we know that God spoke to Elijah here in chapter 17 the first time. And then we see in verse two, and it says the word of the Lord came unto him saying. So we see God speaking to Elijah again in verse two. And then I want you to look again and it says in verse eight, and the word of the Lord came unto Elijah, unto him saying. We've got three times right there that the Lord is speaking to Elijah. And then we go down to verse 14 and Elijah speaking to the widow woman. He says, for thus says the Lord God of Israel. Four times we see just right there that the Lord has spoken to Elijah. And you go on down and you we end it in verse 16. But that's not nearly the end of that chapter. I know a lot of time has uh, a lot of time has lapsed over just those 16 verses, but I want you to make a note of that. That four times that we see that the Lord is speaking to Elijah. And why I want to make a, a strong reference to that is because I want you to know the Lord is still speaking. I just want to make that real, it's real simple and plain, but I don't want anybody to ever lie to you, anybody to ever convince you that you will no longer hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord is still speaking. I want you to know here today that whether you have a title in this church or in your church, in that ministry, uh, it does not matter. The Lord wants to speak to you. You may say, Beth, I'm not the prophet Elijah. It's okay. The Lord wants to speak to you. You may say, we spoke about it last night. I mentioned it last night. You may be at home with your children, raising your children or raising your grandchildren. Uh, I can tell you, you're important to the Lord and he wants to speak to you. You may be a single woman, uh, just like I was single for so many years. The Lord wants to speak to you, single women. You may say, I'm a young person. I'm young. I'm a teenager. The Lord wants to speak to you. You may be a grandmother here today. I want you to know without a doubt, the Lord wants to speak to you. He does. You may be in here and you may say, I'm married. I'm, I'm newly married and, and I'm just trying my best to keep my head above the water. Come on. And, and I want you to know I want you to know the Lord wants to speak to you as well. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your title. But today, the Lord desires to speak a direct word from him to you. I thank the Lord for our leadership. I thank the Lord for our um, offices, the office of a, of a pastor, of an evangelist, of an apostle, of a prophet, of a teacher. I'm thankful for those offices. I'm so grateful. Uh, but I can tell you today uh, that it's not just those that the Lord desires to speak to. The Lord wants to give you divine direction from heaven. I love the first, the video that they put up um, earlier, the first, the first thing that we did or after the, after the gifts were given out. I love it because I can't remember the words exactly, but God is not trying to hide his ways from us. Uh, the Lord 
is not trying to keep things secret from us. Sometimes people will feel that way. Sometimes people will say, Beth, I just, I don't hear from the Lord like that. I've not ever heard the Lord just speak to me. Uh, but I want to encourage you just to slow down there for just a moment before you start declaring that. I can tell you the Lord will speak through his written word. The Lord will speak through that inner witness, that inner, the, the spirit just speaking to you in your spirit, man spirit to spirit he'll speak to you also I know the Lord will speak I've heard him just a few times but in an audible voice I've heard a very audible voice speak to me I can tell you the Lord may use someone else to speak to you and your spirit will bear witness with that and you will know you won't have to wonder you won't have to wonder is that God is that God but it'll always line up with the word of God always and you will have that inner witness that God is speaking to me. You may feel like this morning, I don't know, you may say, Beth, this is not a real exciting topic on a Saturday morning. We all got up early. Thank the Lord for leadership to, to start at 10 and not 8. Amen. But you say you all got up early. I don't know who's in charge of that, but I just want to personally thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> But you say, hearing from God, God speaking to me, doesn't sound very exciting. But I can, I, but I challenge that. It is one of the most thrilling and wonderful and exciting things. And really, I'll just have to say, one of the most important things that we will ever know or ever do or ever embrace is the fact that God wants to speak directly to every one of us in this place. I look at Elijah and notice Elijah's life. Every step he takes, every step he takes, you notice it comes after he, the Lord speaks to him. A lot of times people will say, Beth, I don't know what direction to go in. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know which, what, which path I should be taking at this point in my life. If you're about to go into college or maybe you're in your first or second year, you need to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. If you think you might be about to get married, you need to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. If you, I'm just going to go through this list again, although you probably already know it. If you're in ministry, you need to hear the voice of the Lord. You've got to. It's, it is imperative. Today, if you're a mama, you'd better know the voice of the Lord. Amen. And you better have two eyes back here too. The Holy Ghost. That's what we call that. Amen. You'd better. Hallelujah. We've got to. And I look at Elijah and what happened right here in his life and look at how God sustained him, how God sustained him, but it all happened after he heard the voice of the Lord. In the time that we're living in, in these troubled times that's in this world around us, we can't lean to our own understanding. One of my favorite scriptures is trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will do it today. But I want you to notice what he said. He said lean not to your own understanding. How are you going to get understanding? Of course we know it's coming to the house of the Lord. Of course we know that it's uh, sitting under strong powerful leadership. Thank the Lord for that. But also through the word of the Lord. Amen. That he directs our path. But I can tell you again and again how the Lord 
will speak to us and speak to us and we miss it over and over and over again and we miss the turn. I don't know how many of you use the GPS as much as I do. Google Maps, I use it almost every day of my life and I guess I've gotten so dependent on it even in the town I live in and grew up in, I still use it sometimes because it lets me know when traffic's bad. And so I know exactly the path to get around everybody else. I, I, I do, I use it all the time. But there's times that I, that I get so preoccupied. Oh my goodness. There's times that I get so preoccupied with something I'm thinking about, something going on in my life, that the Google Maps will say, take a left right here, and I don't, I don't listen, nor am I looking, but I've got my mind focused on my issue. And I'll get on down the road, and I'll look at that thing, and I think, this doesn't look right. And I'll look at that thing, and, and it's telling me over and over, turn around, turn around, turn around. But I've not, I've not even focused on it. I've not even paid attention to it. And today, if we're not careful, that's where we are. The Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking. The Lord is directing. The Lord is directing. But we are so overcome with our situation and our thing and, and, and the issues that's happening in our lives, we will miss the voice of the Lord. I, I encourage you today, whatever you do, to tell the Lord, give the Lord time to talk to you. A lot of times people will go to him in prayer and they'll, they'll tell the Lord all about their troubles. You know, We'll tell the Lord all about what we need and God, this is what we need. This is what we desire. This is what we're believing you for. This is what I declare and decree. This is how I feel. And you know, and all of that's wonderful. But then we get through and we say, amen, bye, shum, and we're out the door. And the whole time the Lord is saying, but I had something I wanted to say to you. But I had a word I wanted to give to you. See, prayer is not monologue but prayer is dialogue amen and the Lord wants to speak to you today and you say man what if I don't know his voice I can tell you the more time you spend with the Lord the more time you're in the word of God the more time you spend in worship and, and before the Lord right down here in this altar I can tell you you will get more and more and more familiar with the voice of the Lord and then when he begins to speak, even that whisper you've heard that before but it's the truth even that whisper of his voice it'll catch your attention and you'll say I sense the presence of the Lord here, I sense the voice of the Lord speaking to me right here, I'm telling you it is desperate, this is not just something that we cross our fingers and say well I hope God will speak to me, no I'm telling you he is speaking he is speaking but if we're not hearing it's not him amen if we're not hearing his voice, it's not the Lord. He is speaking and he does not hide those things from us. He does not. I encourage you, if you're not hearing the voice of the Lord, I wanna give you a couple of thoughts here before I get back to this and we'll just keep an eye on the time, but let me just flow with it for just a few moments if you don't care. If you, if you are not hearing the voice of the Lord, the first thing I challenge you to do is ask the Lord, begin to search your heart and ask the Lord if there's anything that is blocking that line of communication. Is there any disobedience? Is there any sin in your life? Is there anything? You go, well, Beth, you know, I love the Lord. I'm a Christian. Ask him anyway. Amen. Come on, somebody. Ask him anyway. How many of you know the church at uh, the, the 
Laodicean church, isn't that the lukewarm church, if I'm not mistaken? And they did not even know that they were lukewarm. They said, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So I think it's always good for us as believers to stop for a few moments and to say, now, Lord, is there anything, is there any way, is there any action, if there, is there anything in me that is blocking that line of communication? And then be quick to repent. A lot of times we don't want to admit it, we don't want to think about it, we don't want to talk about it, but just go ahead and get ready. Say, Lord, is there anything? And go ahead and say, get ready to say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. Get it on your lips. But if it is not sin, if it is not sin, if there's not some disobedience in your life that is clogging up the line of communication, then I encourage you today, maybe you're not spending the time with the Lord that you are recognizing his voice. Maybe that is it. Or maybe you're not giving God time to speak to you before you get busy about your day and before you know it, you're already overcome with all of the the stresses that you go through and, and the busyness of your time. Maybe that is it. Maybe that's it. I don't know for sure, but it could be any of those things and there's probably even other things. I'm just saying what comes to my heart as I speak to you today. How many of you remember? It's kind of embarrassing because it certainly does age me. It, But how many of you remember those TVs that we used to have with antennas? Okay, thank the Lord. (laughs) I was like, please, Lord. Okay, so let me tell you what happened to us. So we did not get um, a TV. I was about in the seventh grade. People say, oh, your mom and dad just didn't believe in the TV. Either that or daddy wouldn't spend the money. (laughs) I don't know, one or the other. But my grandmother had one, and so... uh, so she was going to get her a new one. So you know who got the old one. And um, and all the knobs were gone. You know, I don't mean all of them. We could turn it off and on. But we did not have a knob to turn the channel. Anybody remember those? I know that's so, that's so far back. And so we had a, some pliers. Some of, I'm, I'm glad I'm not by myself. We had some pliers. We're like, that's how we turned that thing. (laughs) Thank the Lord. I'm so glad I don't feel, I don't feel bad. (laughs) And then, but it had those antennas. I love those antennas, rabbit ears. And um, what we would do is we'd go flinging those antennas around trying to get it because there was not a clear uh, there was not a clear line of communication there with the, with the station. You remember that and how it looked real snowy? It looked so bad. And so finally, uh, my, uh, we'd, we'd move it, we'd move it, and then somebody would say, go get some, we call it tinfoil. Go get the tinfoil. <laughs> Amen. I, I, if y'all didn't have tinfoil on your antennas, you're highfalutin. Amen. <laughs> But I had it. And I'm telling you, we'd get in there, we'd start moving those things around, and we'd say, how about now? How about now? How about now? You know, we'd, whatever it took, we'd stick our tongue out, hold our leg out, our arm out. And, and it's so funny. Listen, let me just add this right quick. I know what I'm preaching on. Don't worry. With the help of the Lord. I can remember when, when, uh, I, when smartphones were just brand new and my mama got her one, she would go, she'd say, She'd, she'd raise her hand kind of out the window. She said, I don't know, maybe this will help. I said, Mama, it ain't helping. I said, put your hand down. I said, it ain't helping a bit. I said, we're in a whole new era, honey. I said, this is, 
Oh, Lord, we laugh so much about that. But you know what I'm talking about. We'd have to do all kinds of things to get that channel cleared up. Well, it's the same way in our lives. A lot of times, it, even the radio, I remember we used to try to tune that radio in just right where you could get right on that station and you could hear it good. Well, a lot of times we got off of that station a little bit. Or it, se- it seems like those antennas, amen, those spiritual antennas, you can't hardly preach this because a lot of people don't get it, but I, I'm going to preach it here because I, I sense that the Lord has spoken to you. Amen. But sometimes those antennas are not in the place they need to be, and we are focused on something other than the Lord. We're focused on something other than what God is wanting to speak to us. I'll encourage you women and me, and I encourage y'all here today that whatever you do, take time with the Lord. Take time to hear his voice. I had a great friend of mine. He's an elderly minister, and he told me one time, he said, Beth, he said, when I was young, an older man said to me, an older minister said to him, so he passed it on to me. He said, I would go in, and and I felt like I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord, and I was so frustrated. And this this old preacher, older gentleman, said to him, he said, Terry, this is what you need to do. He said, when you go to the Lord, in prayer he said you set your chair out beside you and he said clean that chair off and he said when you begin to pray just say Lord I welcome you here in this room I welcome you here I ask you to come and fill this seat and he said and as you begin to pray just talk to him just talk to the Lord as he has filled that seat because you've asked him to and he said and then when you finish he said don't jump up and go anywhere he said settle down relax there and start tuning your ear in now to hear his voice. Start tuning your ear in to hear the voice that you read in the word of God. He said, without a doubt, the Lord will speak to you. Without a doubt, the Lord will give you a word, give you direction. I can tell you today, and I don't, I didn't mean to give a lot of this kind of personal stuff, but let me just share it for a moment. I can tell you when the Lord called me to preach, When the Lord called me to preach, he was so faithful to me. I'm telling you, so merciful to me because I was, um, I was, um, I was, I was young. I was very, I was 20 years old. I was uh, single, of course, a female, and I didn't know that many women ministers. My grandmother was, but she didn't minister all the time anymore, and and so I just didn't know that many women ministers, and and I wasn't even sure that was, you know, I don't know. I just didn't consider it, And, um, and so I was at a women's conference, and a fairly large women's conference, and we were singing, and uh, a little group of us, and and I went back to my room and I was kind of sick that night and I went back before everybody else did and I was, you know, because I was young, I was laying on the top bunk and I was up there and I, I was pretty sick and I just picked my Bible up and I thought, well, I'm gonna read a little bit before I go to sleep and so I began to read and when I did, there was a, I didn't, I wasn't looking, I wasn't asking, I wasn't expecting, I'm just being honest, I wasn't any of that. I just thought I was gonna read the Bible a little bit All of a sudden, I heard a voice, the first time I'd ever heard the audible voice of the Lord. And I'll just be honest with you, it's kind of awkward to tell you because it sounds a little far-fetched, but it's just the truth. I was reading, and I heard this voice. It was a loud voice, and the voice said, preach. And I said, I mean, my heart began to pound because I knew it was a little room, and I knew I was in that room by myself. And I thought, 
oh my word. And I kind of looked around. I started looking. I looked in the bathroom. Nobody, nobody. So I laid there. I said, Lord, is that you? And you know, I was, I just had no, I mean, I was just flabbergasted. And so I thought, well, I'm going to read a little bit more. I said, Lord, if that's you, you're definitely going to have to say that again. And, uh, and so I kept reading. And now my heart's pounded. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm trying to read. I have no idea what I was reading now. I have no idea. I was reading, and again, clear as a bell, he said, preach. And I said, now, Lord, I mean, my heart was, I mean, oh my goodness, I can't even tell you what it felt like. I said, Lord, I felt short of breath. I said, now, you know who I am, and you know I'm not good at that, and you know, you know, I was telling him, I said, I'm not even sure this is you. I said, if it's really you, you're going to have to confirm this again, you know. So two times was not enough. I needed a third. And so I said, and, and I said, uh, I, I said, you're going to have to do something again. And so I finally went to sleep, thank the Lord. I got up the next morning and I had to go back over to the, to the sanctuary where we were meeting. And when I got in there, um, it was a, there was a lot of women, probably about, I don't know, a thousand women, I guess, in there. And, um, and so this was a little unusual in this setting where I was at. A message was given out in tongues and the interpretation came. You know what it was. The Lord said a little bit more that day. Thank the Lord, I guess. I don't know. Yes, thank the Lord. And the Lord said, and I can't remember it verbatim, but the Lord said, I'm calling women in this place to preach the gospel. And he began to go throughout. They give a a little bit more. That's all I could hear. I knew he was calling people there to preach. I thought, oh my goodness. I said, Lord, can you confirm it again? (laughs) I'm telling you, I was was scared half to death. I thought, what in the world? What in the world? And the woman got up to preach. I'd never seen a woman preacher like this before. She was just beautiful woman. I'd never seen, I was just kind of mesmerized with her. I'd never seen anything like that. And she stood up and it kind of not really like Catherine Kuhlman, but almost. And she had a very strong presence. And she stood up and she said, the word confirms the sermon the Lord gave me for this morning. God is calling somebody in this room to preach the gospel. I'm telling you, thank the Lord for his mercy, you know. But did I tell anybody? Absolutely not. I didn't tell a soul. I was scared half to death. I was crying. But I will tell you, that's the truth. I sobbed uncontrollably. Uncontrollably, my best friend was sitting beside me, and she looked at me, and she said, because I'm not normally like that too much, she said, what in the world? I said, you know how it is. I was like, I can't talk about it. I was like, and she said, Beth, what is wrong with you? I said, I just couldn't. I, I mean, but I'm telling you, tears are falling. and I wanted to get away from people. I was like, oh, Jesus. That's how I was feeling. Oh, we got in the car and was heading home. And, and I sang at my church. I would sing at my church. And my pastor would always say, now testify, Beth, testify. And, uh, and I don't know. He never did that to anybody else. I, did, I never thought about it, though. But I testify. I mean, the Lord had already given me something that morning on the way to church. You know, I testify. I'd say, well, I was on the way to church this morning. Oh, so excited. I tell them and people get blessed. But you know, I never put two and two together. I mean, 
Maybe I am truly blind. And so um, I told my friend, we got in the car. She said, you're going to have to confess. I don't know what's going on, but I need to know what's happening to you. And I said, Robin, I said, you ain't going to believe it. You ain't going to believe it. I believe the Lord's calling me to preach. She said, Lord help me. She said, everybody knows that. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't know it. I did not know it. <laughs> And then two weeks later, I still made her promise me she wouldn't tell a soul. Two weeks later, I was working at a, a particular place with our denomination, and uh, I got this phone call from this woman. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget it. Her name is Bernice Collins, and Bernice, I didn't know her from Adam, and Bernice, she said, hey, my name is Bernice Collins, and I wanted to call you. I, keep in mind, I mean, I've not told anybody, not even my family, nobody, just Robin. And she said, um, I wanted to call you. We're having a, a girls retreat coming up and I would like for you to come. Well, you know, in my brain, I thought, you know, I don't sing that much outside of my church and outside of, you know, sometimes we do this women's conference. But that's about it. I said, well, I said, I'll try my best. I said, how many songs do you want me to sing? The whole time I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, I, she said, oh no. She said, I'm not talking about singing. I said, well, what do you want me to do? She said, I want you to preach. I said, I've never preached. I mean, just, I said, I've never preached. There's no way I can preach. She said, no, you're the one. She said, God's already told me and you're the one. We're excited about you coming. I had no way to get out of it. And I'll never forget, my sister called me and I said, Anna, you're not gonna believe what has just happened to me. She said, what? I told her the whole story. I said, she, she wouldn't even let me say no. She didn't even ask me, really ask me to do it. She just told me I was. And she's, I said, I don't know what I'm gonna do. She said, well, Beth, I'll tell you what you're gonna do. She said, I was on my way to work this morning and I saw a church marquee. And on that church marquee, it said, God is not looking for your ability, but your availability, amen. Man. And she said, so you're going to have to do it. <laughs> you're just going to have to do it. All of that big, long story, I just thought I'd give a little testimony there, but all of that big, long story to tell you that even if you're young, amen, even if you're single, even if you say, I really can't, there's no way physically, I'm, it is impossible for me to do. I promise you the Lord will speak to you and he'll give you direction beyond your wildest dreams or imagination. He will speak to you in such a way that you will say, who could this be? And I'll tell you who it is. It's the king of glory and he's got your ear and the king of glory wants to talk to you, amen, and the king of glory wants your attention and the king of glory wants to declare something in your life that will forever impact your life, that will forever take you in a direction, amen that you'd never dream possible that's the Lord today I think so many of us so many of us, and I'm just being honest with you, if the Lord had not been so merciful to confirm it time and time and time again, I don't know if I'd be preaching here today. I really don't. I just knew the way he did it, I couldn't get around it. I mean, I could not get around it. But I just think about it today. I think so many times we pass off the voice of the Lord. We pass it off as maybe something else. Maybe just that I ate Taco Bell last night, you know, or maybe just in my, my wild imaginations, but I encourage you to hear the voice of the Lord for he has a purpose for you. He has a plan for your life and he wants you to fulfill that purpose and that plan, but there's no way that we're going to be able to do it effectively and do it to the quality and, the, and, and, and really in the path that 
he wants us to do it in unless we hear his voice. Amen. I'm thankful for people who can speak to me and give me a word. Even this morning, God gave me a very direct word. Use somebody right here. And I'm telling you, it's right on spot and I'm so thankful. But I want you to know today, when I'm riding down the road in the car, I need the Lord to speak to me. Amen. When I'm laying in the bed by myself at night in a hotel room, I need the Lord to speak to me. When I'm up standing behind this podium and I'm preaching the word of God, I need the Lord to speak to me and declare to me what he wants me to say. Amen. I encourage you in this house, ladies, the Lord God wants to speak to you just like he did Elijah. Amen. He wants to speak to you just like he did Mary. He wants to speak to you today. Oh, thank the Lord for the times over and over and over that we see that he spoke to his people. Amen. You say, why would he speak to me? Because you're his daughter. And he wants to. He goes, you're his girl. And his, and his boy. Amen. And his boys. And he wants to. He wants to have a relationship with you. He doesn't just want to be a God somewhere far away in the heavens that we just, uh, that we just call on periodically. No. He wants to be that constant companion in your life to give you direction what you need to think about it. Let me go back for a minute now. Where we're at in this world. Where we're at in this world. I believe without a doubt. If we, this is kind of strong for a women's conference, I guess, but it's the truth and I know you can handle it. If we cannot hear the voice of the Lord in these last days that we're living in for ourselves, I am concerned about what it will look like for us and our families and our churches. It is critical. Thank you. It is critical. You've got to know. It is critical when we're looking at the economy like it is right now. It is critical that you allow the Lord to speak to you. You say, oh, I've got a financial planner. I do too. But you know what? I don't trust him. I do some and I love him. He's a wonderful man. But he don't know. He'll tell you right now. He don't know what's going on. He says, Beth, I don't know what's going to happen. He said, I'll tell you, three weeks ago, I called him yesterday. He said, three weeks ago, I can tell you it looked like this. Today, it looks like this. I don't know. He said, I can't tell you. My husband has a used car lot. He's had it for a lot of years. He's been in the car business for like 30 years. He's been in the car business, maybe a little bit longer. But you know what he told me? He said, I don't know what in the world's happening right now. He's been the general manager. He's been the finance manager now. He owns a little car lot there in, in South Georgia. And, and he said, I thought this was going to happen and it didn't. I thought this was going to happen and it didn't. I felt like it was going to be like this, but it hasn't been. He said, I don't know. Don't ask me. He said, I'm not the expert. And that's what my friend told me yesterday, the financial planner. He said, I'm just telling you the best I can, but I really, I can tell you kind of what it's looked like over the years, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you know a major financial, a major bank shut down yesterday? I think it was in California, a major bank. And you say, what does that mean? It means that our world is in for trouble is what it means. It means the United States is in a critical place. And what it's going to take from me and you is not knowing what's happening on the political scene, but what it's going to take from me and you is what is God speaking? What is God saying? If you need to buy a new car, he'll tell you when, he'll tell you how, he'll tell you which car to buy. Amen. I believe that. If you say, Beth, I've been thinking about doing this for my home loan. I'll tell you what the Lord will do. He'll show you how to do it. He'll tell you where to go to do it. He'll tell you stop, don't do it, 
or he'll say move forward. Don't think for a minute that the Lord will not speak to us, his girls, his boys. He desires to today. He desires to in the time that we're living in that there's so much divide in our nation. You say, I don't even know how how to speak to people. I don't even know how to witness to people. I don't even know how to get to the level where they're at. I don't know what to do. I could tell you who will tell you what to do. You say, I don't even know how to witness at my job anymore. We've got so many stipulations. I'm telling you today, the Lord will show you. The Lord will tell you. The Lord will speak to you. Hallelujah. He will. He will. Sometimes, I'll just tell you this right quick. Sometimes I'll be up preaching. I'm just kind of preaching from my heart. I hope you don't mind this morning. Sometimes I'm up there preaching. And uh, Lord help y'all. What time did I start? I said, thank the Lord for the clock. Okay, I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to keep on going for a few more moments. When I'm up here preaching, sometimes this will happen. And I, I, well, I'll just say, sometimes I'll get through. I can remember something very vividly. I was preaching at a church in Florida. And I got through, and this woman come up to me. Now, I know I preached kind of around this. But I usually can remember what I say. I feel like I do remember what I say. Help me, Lord. But this woman walked up to me and she was crying. She was so sincere. She was just, she said, I want you to know something. She said, I lost my daughter in a car accident 20, 21 years ago. She said, ever since then, I've been asking the Lord for an answer. I've been telling the Lord I needed to know. I needed to know this, this. She was asking these things. And she said, when you were preaching this morning, you said exactly. You answered the question exactly. I said, what did I say? And she started telling me what I said. And I didn't tell her. But in my mind, I thought, I don't think I said that. And she went on. She elaborated on it. And I felt a little foolish because I was like, oh. I said, well. Praise the Lord. You know, I was trying to be excited for her because she said, I have never felt such a weight lift off of me as I have felt in this service. I mean, it was such a supernatural, radical change. You can see it. You can see it all over. But the whole time I'm thinking, I don't think I said that. But I'll tell you what it is. If we'll yield to the Lord, and the Lord's helping me. I'm trying to do better and better with this. Lord, help me. But if we will yield ourselves to the Lord, I can tell you there's been times I've been up preaching and I can just about feel the Holy Spirit overshadowing me. And sometimes I can just, it's like I can hear a word and I think, I hadn't even thought about that word. I hadn't even thought about that. And, and I'll speak that word out and you can all of a sudden, you can see changes begin to take place right at that moment. I said, Lord, I, I can't tell you how many times I go back to my room and just like with that woman and Kurt would say, my goodness, Beth, that was blah, blah, blah. And I say, I'm telling you, it's not me, it's the Holy Ghost. I said, that's the Lord. That's just the Lord speaking. But today, if we don't learn how to hear him in those little things, when he says, take a left right here and don't go straight today, take a left. Amen. If we don't learn to listen to him in those little things like that, I can tell you he won't be able to use us in greater things and bigger things. But he, if you will listen, if you will obey, not just listen, but if you will listen and you will obey the voice of the Lord, I'm telling you, the Lord will use you in supernatural ways. He'll use you in a Walmart. Amen. He will. He'll use you in Walmart to go up to somebody and say, listen, I, I just, I, I keep passing by you and I just, I just feel in my heart that I need to stop and pray for you. Would you mind letting me pray for you? I can't tell you the times that I've seen people's lives change right there in Walmart. Amen. There's a man in our
our church. He said, Beth, I'm going to tell you what, the Walmart parking lot, I can't believe it. He said, but it's so, it's so amazing. He said, the Walmart parking lot and the Walmart fishing se- section, amen, that to tell you a little something. He said, it is my witnessing ground. He said, I get out of my car, I'm looking for somebody to tell about the Lord. And I said, how do you know? He said, because the Lord speaks to me. He'll tell me who to talk to. He'll tell me where to go. He'll tell me the person to reach out to. I'm telling you, this is not far-fetched. This is not a farce. This is not, well, that's good for you and Miss Kim. That's good for a few of y'all. No, I want you to know God wants to speak to you today. Amen. He wants to speak to you and me today. Do you believe it? I believe you do. Let me go a little bit further and then I'm going to close with this. But look, I just I don't want to miss this right here. He says, the Lord came to him in verse 2 and it says in verse 3, get the hence, turn eastward and hide yourself rather brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. And so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. There it is, there's a key right there. So he did it. God told him. And he did it. And you say, well, of course he did it. Of course he did. He's hearing the voice of the Lord. But you think about how weird that command was from the Lord. He Think about how weird. I mean, it's weird. He said, everybody else is in drought, but I want you to go by. He told him exactly where to go. He gave him divine direction. I mean, exact direction. He told him exactly. He said, I want you to drink of the brook there. And he said, this is what else I'm going to do. I'm going to send a big bird, a raven. And he's a flesh-eating bird. But this raven is going to drop you off meat every morning. Bread and flesh, bread and meat every morning and every evening. Now in the natural, help us Lord. Let me just cover this before I close. In the natural, we would go, well that ain't God. Number one, I ain't eating nothing from a bird. You know, (laughs) that ain't God. We know a raven's not going to do that. That probably just not God. I encourage you. I want to encourage you today because sometimes, even though it may sound so far-fetched, when it sounds like it's beyond our realm of comprehension, most likely it's God. Amen. Not every time, but I can promise you today what I see the Lord do with Mary, the Virgin Mary. Amen. I tell you, it was not normal. What I see God do with David and the slingshot, it was not normal. What I see God do with Gideon and how he called down all that army down to 300 men against all those fighting men, that is not normal. When I see Joshua and his men, his people, People walking around the walls of Jericho every day, one time a day for every day and on the seventh day seven times without speaking a word and then blowing the trumpet. Amen. Oh my goodness and shouting what in the world. It's not normal is what it is. It's not normal. So do not underestimate what God is speaking to you or get confused about what God is speaking to you. He'll give you divine direction and he'll confirm his word. Amen. And even if it sounds a little bit weird Go ahead and believe him for it because he might just want to use that raven to feed you and your family. Amen. Woo, amen. I know sometimes we can't get weird. The Holy Ghost is not weird. People are weird. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? The Holy Ghost isn't weird. Sometimes people get weird. But what you can do is you just obey the Lord And you watch how God will move. 
He will prove himself to you. He will show himself mighty and strong to you. He will do it. But what if Elijah had not have heard the voice of the Lord? Maybe if y'all can help me to close. What if Elijah had not heard the voice of the Lord? He would have died. What if Elijah had not have heard the voice of the Lord that, say, that said, Arise and get thee to Zarephath. That are, there's a widow woman there that'll sustain you. I believe he would have died, and I believe the widow woman and her son would have died. That's powerful, isn't it? Because I want you to make a note of something. I want you to make a note that because of his obedience, not only did he live, but a widow woman and her son lived as well. And when he got to her house, she had already heard the voice of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. The Bible said he had already commanded her. That's what the Bible says. He had commanded her. He had already done it. So she had to make a decision. She had heard the voice of the Lord. Now will she do it? You're at a crossroads. Some of you are at that crossroads in your life. Some of you are having to make a decision today. Some of you are having to decide about your home, about your family. You're having to decide about maybe a job. Maybe it's about ministry. And you're at a crossroads. I encourage you. Don't you dare jump ahead of God. Slow down. Sit down with Him. Tell Him you need to hear from Him. And I promise you the Lord will speak to you. The Lord will speak to you. He's not a God that He would hide His truth from you. You're His daughter. You're His son. I'll never forget it. I was at a women's conference. It was actually a young adult conference. Young ladies conference. And it was cram-packed in this room. We were crammed in there. I don't know, tons of girls. and It was amazing. And somebody was playing the keyboard. So I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think how to show you. I'm standing like right here. I'm right in, in the front of the place. I mean, I don't probably, I might have maybe 10 feet. And there's a little keyboard right here. And the girl's playing and they're standing up there singing. And I'm just standing in the row of people, you know, like here on the front row. I'm just standing there. And the woman on the keyboard, she just went. She went up in her treble, in the treble clef, and she went. She just kind of rolled her fingers up. It was, it was beautiful. I was watching her play because I could see it real clearly. And she rolled that. Man, you could just, the presence of the Lord was there so strong. And when she did that, I'm telling you, the Lord spoke to me just like that. And he said, and just like that, I'm orchestrating your life. I mean, Oh my goodness, I had to sit down. That's, it got so heavy on me. I said, oh my word. I didn't know, I couldn't, I didn't have anybody with me. I was by myself. I was like, oh, oh my goodness, the Lord is speaking to me right here, right now. I'm telling you how many times I've thought back on that when it felt like my life was topsy-turvy. And I said, Lord, you said you're orchestrating my life. I don't understand it right now, but you're orchestrating my life. When you get in those places in your life and you don't know what to do, you go back and you grab a word that the Lord has given you. When I would get up and preach and I'd feel like, man, I don't even feel anointed to preach. I don't feel anything. But I'd say, Lord, I remember that day that you told me to preach and you're equipping me and I'm trusting in you right now. I remember that day when the Lord spoke to me and it wasn't an audible voice, but I'm telling you, it's that day that I knew, that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that Kurt was the man that I was supposed to marry. I knew it. I it was the wildest thing. Everybody said, oh, you'll know, you'll know. It made me so mad when they'd say that. And I, I think, how do you know I'm going to know? 
And I would, I'd fuss, I'd just, and I'd go home by myself. Oh, you'll know. Well, anyway, I did know. <laughs> and I remember that day just so vividly. And I thought, I am going to marry him. This is the man. I won't ever forget it. Y'all don't want me to go through that. <laughs> I could, but I won't. I just remember, I went, I just thought, oh, my goodness. But Kurt had gone through some things in a, with me. <laughs> and so, um, I broke it off with him one time. That's the, and I was because I was got nervous about the whole thing, and so I said I'd never ever said this to anybody in my life, never. And you know, I was in my early forties when I got married, and so you'd think I'd have told at least three or four people this by now. But I remember seeing him walk toward me, and I knew I just—it's like the Lord put it. I thought he is the one. He is. We dated a little bit. I didn't tell him because he was just trying to make sure I wasn't going break his heart or nothing like that dumb again and so he kept kind of keeping me at arm's length arm's length and so we were out one day and he said uh, I just don't know what God's going to do in, in this relationship he said he was just pushing me around a little bit <laughs> and I said I couldn't believe I couldn't even believe I said it I opened my mouth and it just fell out I said that's okay I said I know you're the one for me whether or not you know it I said that's up to you I said but I know you're the one I mean, I couldn't believe, it. I mean, I started sweating. I was like, oh, Jesus. I couldn't believe I said it. I'd never said that in my life. And I went, I was like, oh, my goodness. I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. People would go, are you sure? I'd say, I know. They'd try to talk me out of it. They said, oh, he's going to ruin your ministry. You just, you have such a strong ministry. It's going to be hard for you to find anybody. I was like, I know. I, don't, I, I, I wasn't haughty about it. I wasn't. I, I just knew. It was like I knew. It was the most amazing thing. Now we're married. Married 10 years. And have we gone through some hard spots? Oh, yes, we have. Just like I'm sure you have. We've gone through some spots that we're like, oh, we're older. How are we going to make these lives come together? And every time he or I would say it, he'd say, but aren't we glad to know the Lord put us together? I say, oh, yes, I am. I know you're the one for me. I still, I know you're the one. I don't have a doubt in my mind. You're the one for me. You're the one for me. I'm going through a hard day. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm going to paint your head off. But I still love you, and I know you're the one for me. And you know, it's really the truth. That's why you don't just need to marry randomly. You'd better know that you know that you a voice from the Lord. The Lord wants to speak to you. Oh, I sense the Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want you just to stand if you don't mind. I know I really didn't get to the sermon hardly at all. But I believe the Lord is wanting to speak to us today. Ladies, it's imperative. You say, I want to get back to my first love. I've left my first love. I'll never forget when I recognized that for the first time. It didn't say I lost my love. It said I left it. I left my first love. I'll never forget when that dawned on me one day. I'd always thought I'd lost it. When I read it again that day, it hit me. I said, oh God, help me. That I would never leave my first love. The Lord wants that kind of relationship with you that you're going to spend time with Him. The Lord wants that kind of relationship with you. You remember what it was like. Some of you do. That you could stay up half the night. Kurt and I could stay up talking at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, we were old already. And now, I'm like, I'm asleep on the couch. <laughs> you know? But when you first fall in love, Oh, my goodness, you can't wait to get in his presence. 
you just can't wait. That's what the Lord, He's been wanting to talk to you a long time. He's been wanting to tell you some things. He's been wanting to share His heart with you. He's been wanting to give you some direction where you've been worried and concerned. The Lord wants to speak to you today. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. I'm going to ask you all over this place as your heads are bowed. I can't go without asking you, is there anybody here that maybe you've walked in here with a friend or a family member and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that you're not saved, that you've maybe you've never given your heart to Him? Or maybe today you're riding the fence as we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but you're kind of in and out. You're in and out. Today the Lord's calling you back to your first love. He's calling you to surrender fresh and new. Is there anybody here you need to rededicate? Are you ready to rededicate your life to Him? Or you want to be saved for the very first time? If that's you, no one's looking for a moment. Would you just slip your hand up high? Is there anybody here? You'd be surprised at how many women's conferences I've gone to and people are not born again. Is there anybody here? I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else right now that you just say, Beth, I want you to pray for me. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I want you to pray for me. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? We'll just take another moment. I'm going to give us this altar call in just a second, and we're going to all come together. I'm not going to single you out necessarily this morning, but I want us to all come together. But the second thing I want to ask you, if you say, Beth, I've not heard his voice, or it's been a long time since I've heard his voice, Beth, I've been asking him and I need to know. I need direction. Or maybe you say, Beth, I just want that, I just want that communion with him. I need that sweet fellowship with him. Life has crowded my spirit, has crowded my mind. It has choked the word out in me. And today I just need to hear his sweet voice in my life. If that's you today, the Lord's calling you back to your first love. I'm going to ask you to leave out of your seats and I want us to come and I want us to get down in this altar if you're physically able to. If you're not, you can sit. You can stand. It doesn't matter. But I want you to come right now. Would you do it? One, two, three. Let's leave out of our seats. Let's come to this altar. Especially if you raised your hand to be born again or to rededicate your heart to Him. I know this morning's a little different. But I believe as you make that move of faith, the Lord's going to speak to you this morning. I do. I believe the Lord's going to speak to you. If you're a guest here, you're welcome. You know you are. Please know you are. Your family. Even if you're a guest, your family, I want you to find your place in this altar. I want you to find your place in this altar. God wants to speak to you. That's right. Come. That's right. You can sit. You can stand. You can kneel. But Oh, the Lord wants to speak to you today. While they get ready, they're going to create an atmosphere. I'm going to ask you right in your seats, right where you are, I'm going to ask you today that you just begin to focus on Him for a few moments. Just focus on Him for a few moments. Word of God, speak to me. Word of God, speak to me. As a wife, speak to me. As your daughter, speak to me. As a mama, come on ladies, speak to me. Anybody else, you're welcome to come. These altars are open. You're welcome to find your place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else right now? I'm going to ask every one of you, if you would, even if you're still in your seats, you can sit down. You can find your place to kneel. But would you just 
give the Lord some time. Come on, let's take some time. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him some time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to sit here right I'm going to ask you to press in just a little bit. Just press in. Let him know I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. i got to hear from you. Oh, Lord, I'm like Jacob. I'm not going anywhere. I've got to hear from you. I've got to hear from you. In Jesus' name. Just for you. 
Give us ears to hear. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, ears to hear. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Lord, speak to my sister. 
Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. continue to play, I want you just to focus on the Lord for just a moment. Just another moment before we come and close. So many men stayed to help catch people. I had no idea the way the service was going to go. I appreciate you being available. But I want you right now in your own way, right where you are, I want you to just give the Lord a moment with no other singing, nothing, just this music. If you've not heard yet from the Lord this morning, I believe He's going to speak to you. I believe He's going to speak to you. Would you just focus on Him for a second? And I want you just to say, Lord, my ears are tuned into Your voice today. My ears are tuned into Your voice. Speak to me, Lord. I'm Your servant. Speak, Lord. I will listen. And I will obey.
given you direction. Some of you, he's letting you know how loved you are. How loved you are. scripture to you don't limit God don't limit him to what you think he should say just let him speak thank you Lord I don't do this very often but I keep feeling this in my spirit and I'm going to stick with just the leadership here if you're in leadership here and the pastors know you and you walk under their covering. If the Lord is speaking something to somebody that needs to come to this congregation, if he is saying something to you, I just want to give you an opportunity to speak that if you're in leadership here. standing back there since the word of the Lord and when you hear and you know and perceive and the Lord allows you to be able to discern his voice on a regular basis your life is conformed and transformed to a whole new dimension and while standing back there I heard the word of the Lord as I was praying I want everybody in here I want you to take your hands and I just want you to lay them over your ears right now Father, right now in the power of your Holy Spirit, I ask you to make our voice to be null and silent. Your voice to be more discerned than ever before. God, even if you whisper, let us hear it. If you speak, let us hear it. If you thunder, as the God of glory thunders and the voice of the Lord is upon the waters, let us hear that. But whether it's the thundering, booming voice or whether it's the soft, still voice, God, I pray right now that we, we have a discernment meter that picks up that this is the voice of the Lord. That when you whisper, God, we will slam on brakes with whatever our thought processes are, whatever we're doing. If we've got to stop, draw aside, go find a place to hide and hear the voice of the Lord. Right now, I just pray by the Spirit of God that you open our ears. He that has an ear, let him, her, hear. Yes. 
I pray right now there is an opening in your spiritual ear. I pray right now something pop open. The Lord reminded me back there when we moved here, I had some crazy phenomena go on with my left ear. I went deaf in my left ear. And we were out at a community praise thing in a park. Standing there, could only hear out of the right side of my head for about eight weeks. But while we were standing there, my left ear popped. It popped so loud, it scared me, startled me, and I don't startle. But I believe right now that there's some things in the spirit that are gonna pop in your spiritual ear, and you're gonna hear God like you've never heard God before that you're going to hear him when he thunders. You're going to hear him when he, when he shouts. You're going to hear him like he's quaking the earth, but you're going to be laying in your bed sound asleep, and he will wake you with a still, small voice whispering into you, whispering into your spirit, and he will call you, and he will say, come away, my beloved, and you will stir yourself. You will not roll over and go back to sleep. You will discern this is the voice of the Lord. This is the lover of your soul, and he will call you aside, and he will deposit things into you that you will never have dreamed. Open, he that has an ear, let him hear. Let her hear. Just receive that right now. Thank you, Lord. Would you just lift your hands up right now all over this place? Oh, I'll tell you, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize the pastor was in here. I didn't know who it was in leadership. I just kept feeling like, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. We have, would you just declare that over, over your life? Say, I have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. I have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. I have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Lord. I believe somebody's ears are popping open, just like you said, are popping open right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I also believe, I just kept sensing the Lord saying, I'm also opening up some natural ears. I'm opening up some natural ears right now. Some natural ears. I don't know if you've got some hearing issues. I don't know. I don't know. We talked about somebody last night that has some hearing issues. I don't know who you are today. I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got some hearing issues in the natural, the Lord's going to begin to open that up right now. I speak to you, spirit of deafness. I call you to loose every woman, every woman in this place, every man in this place, in the name of Jesus. Deafness, I call you to go in the name of Jesus right now for ears to hear clearly, clearly in the natural, but also in the spirit. In Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ladies, I want us to do something today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is moving. I want to ask you, ladies, something right now. I know some of you are still praying, and that's okay in the presence of the Lord. But if you know that you know that you know that the Lord has spoken to you, if it's been one word or a few words, I just want you to lift your hand up just as an act of faith. 
Say, I know the Lord spoke to me this morning. I know he did. Whether it's through the word, whether it's through time with him in this altar, the Lord give you a, a, a word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you say, Beth, I'm not sure, I'm not positive, don't, don't, don't be upset. It just gives you an opportunity to get back in the presence of the Lord. I know in a service like this, we only have so much time. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants you just to get into his presence. And sometimes when we're in our car, it's amazing the way he can talk to you in your car. Or sometimes, and I don't mean this in a weird way, but sometimes even in your shower, I can't tell you how many times the Lord has spoken to me in my shower. I don't know if it's that everything else in the world is drowned out. The Lord just speak to you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I sense his mighty presence here this morning. And I don't know whose natural ears that the Lord is working on. The Lord is opening. But I want you to testify. I want you to tell somebody. I want you to tell your pastors. For I feel like the Lord is opening up some ears naturally here as well. In the name of Jesus. I believe even as you leave out of here, you're going to say, I'm hearing something that I didn't hear earlier. I can hear better. Amen. I believe that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's in a time like this that healing comes so many times. So many times. Thank you, Lord. Miss Kim, are you kind of closing this? While Miss Kim comes, thank you, Lord. We were in a service for young adults, a ministry the Lord's given us. And it was a time of worship, a time of worship just like this that a Lord healed a girl with scoliosis it was a very evident evident case of scoliosis one back was protruding much further out than the other and the Lord healed her right in that time of worship expect it anything can happen right now but I believe right now the Lord's opening some ears there may be other things would you just lift your hands as Pastor Kim comes would you just lift your hands to heaven and say, Lord, everything you've got for me, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the word this morning. And we're so thankful for the prophetic word that came forth. Holy Spirit, we know that you always finish what you start. So God, we thank you for every person in this room today that you have spoken to. We thank you for every person in this room that you have healed. And God, we believe that you are continuing that good work. God, we thank you and praise you that you love us so much that you choose to dwell in us. And God, you're so faithful that when we come together, you come among us. God, we're so grateful for that. So God, we believe, we believe your word that, that there are going to be so many testimonies from these services. We thank you for what you are doing in every person in this place. And God, if, if someone's here that hasn't heard from you yet, God, we know you are faithful. And they will hear from you if they hunger for it. So God, we just praise you and we thank you in this sweet spirit in this place today. God, we just praise you and we thank you for meeting us here this weekend. Thank you, Father. You're welcome to stay. If you want to stay and pray around the altar, you're welcome to do that. If you need to go, we understand. If you don't have a church home, we would love to have you here in the morning. We're excited about what God's going to continue. This conference is not over. It's going to continue. This move of God is continuing. 
And so we're so excited about what he's doing. So if you want to continue praying, that's fine. If you feel like you're not done yet, we want you to linger in the presence. But if you need to go, we understand. Thank you for being here.